Hi, my name is Joe Painter. Welcome once again to Faces of Opportunity. I have met the most delightful people, and so have you, and there are many, many more to come. And they all are from Opportunity House. I love the name first and foremost because when it knocks, you know you want to answer. <laughs> and it's amazing the people that answer and what happens in their life when they do answer that door of opportunity. With me this afternoon is Melissa Haight. Hi, Melissa. Hi. Thanks for coming in. Sure. You're the vice president of the Children's Alliance Center, correct? correct. What is that? We do the forensic interviews for sexually abused children. It's a very serious topic. Very. Yes. And, and um, wow, where do you start with that? I didn't even know <laughs> that Opportunity House offered those services. Yes, this is the 11th year that this program is under Opportunity House. Mm -hmm. So since you've moved into the, or under the auspices of Opportunity House, has the need diminished? Oh, no, not at all. No, no. the need is increasing. Each year, uh, the numbers seem to go up. And now, of course, since we had the Sandusky situation, even more cases are being reported than before. And if there's a blessing in that, you know, you, obviously you want the numbers to go down, but I think it speaks to the fact that um, maybe as a society we're more aware of it, more willing to talk about it, and if you get it out in the open, uh, does that um, in and of itself possibly protect children? I think so. The yeah. more that people are aware, the more uh, protection services can be put into place. So mm -hmm. when you put a spotlight on something, Yes. Which is exactly what we're doing. Yes. So um, could you share for us maybe what are some signs of um, sexually abused children that collectively we could look for? Maybe even mom or dad. Maybe mom or dad don't know. Mm -hmm. you know so what are some things we, we might look for or be aware of and that we could come to you? Certainly. I mean, each situation is certainly, you know, very, very different. Um, but some of the different signs maybe that people could look for if their child all of a sudden um, gets really quiet um, and um, doesn't talk as much um, as they did before, doesn't play, doesn't interact as much with other children and other people like they did before, or in terms of conversation, if they start talking about sexual topics, mm. um, using sexual words, sexual connotations, which is something that is very unusual for um, a particular child. Um, those are definite um, signs. Uh, if, if they start, and this could be, it could go two different ways in terms of the school setting. They could start to, um, their grades could start maybe to decline, mm -hmm. or uh, they might actually become an excellent student and really? actually excel um, in their schoolwork because that's one area of their life they can control. If sexual abuse is going on in their life, in the home or elsewhere, they can't control that. So they control whatever they can. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, I've heard when you have smaller children that you should teach them the proper name for body parts because if you have cute names for it and they want to reach out or they start talking, the person they're speaking to who could help them might not know what that is. Mm -hmm. is. Is that true or is it, is it a good well, idea? 
Uh, it really is a good idea. Uh, I mean, certainly it's good if we do teach our children the proper names for uh, different body parts. However, um, when the child does come into our center for a forensic interview, one of the things the interviewer uh, generally tries to ascertain is what do they call their body oh, parts. Okay. So. so that we can identify during the interview their names for the different body parts so that we can refer to that name then during the interview. Melissa, in talking with you, it sounds like um, you're not seeking out sexually abused children. Rather, you are seeing them once it's been reported. Is that fair? That's correct. We accept our referrals at the Children's Alliance Center from either law enforcement or children and youth. Okay. Either one of those entities has to be doing an official child abuse investigation in order for the Children's Alliance Center to get a request for a forensic interview. What is your goal? What is the purpose? The ultimate goal mm -hmm. is to have um, a successful prosecution in okay. the case. And also, of course, to get the child and family the help that they need to deal with the situation. How traumatic is that? I can't imagine for a child to have to relive something. I would imagine by the time they've gotten to you, they're fairly traumatized. It can be extremely traumatizing. That's one of the reasons why the whole Children's Alliance Center uh, process has been set up, and it, it is um, becoming very popular um, across the country. And actually, since the Sandusky case, there's supposed to be a Children's Alliance Center set up within two hours of every child in the state of Pennsylvania. Wow. But the whole idea behind a Children's Alliance Center is um, that the environment is child-friendly. Okay. Uh, it is um, sort of a directed conversation with the child to try and find out what happened. Um, you can't ask any leading questions uh, or force the child to go in any particular direction Is that so the that interview. testimony wouldn't be thrown out? That's correct. So you're very careful that what you ascertain can be used in prosecution? Yes, okay. yes, that, that, is, that is correct. And during the whole process of the interview, it is only the interviewer and the child that's in the interview room. Is it filmed? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is recorded, video and audio recorded. And the professionals are sitting in another room, and by professionals I mean law enforcement, mm -hmm. children and youth, sometimes oh. the prosecutor, they are observing the interview and listening to it through headsets. So the interviewer will be interviewing the child for a period of time, and then they will take a break, go back and check in with the professionals to see if there's any questions she or he might have forgotten, Mm -hmm. um, and then they go back into the interview and uh, finish it up. Do you do the these interviews, you? I'm trained, but I don't do them myself. I actually have two trained forensic interviewers. Um, mm -hmm. One is strictly English speaking, and the other interviewer is bilingual. And um, how, you said it's been 11 years since you're with Opportunity House? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, how has that changed your work or benefited your work? at the Children's Alliance Center to be associated or under the wing of Opportunity House? Well, I think that, um, for, for one thing, Opportunity House has been very 
uh, supportive uh, mm -hmm. of the Children's uh, Alliance Center. And um, to be perfectly honest, I mean, it isn't something that initially fit into the mission statement uh, right. of, of uh, Opportunity House. Uh, so, you know, to have... Opportunity House have taken the Children's Alliance Center under its wing mm -hmm. um, is a really good thing. And, and, and I think um, that it's been um, a very positive uh, relationship. And uh, also, I think it's, be, it's been really good being affiliated with Opportunity House for um, uh, money purposes and getting mm -hmm. donations. Mm -hmm. um, there are uh, several major uh, donors that oh, we have contributing to the Children's Alliance Center so that we can keep doing this very important work. And through these interviews, have, have there been um, successes in terms of prosecution? Yes. Excellent. Yes. Um, Excellent. There have. Mm -hmm. And hopefully the more that happens and the more we talk about it, we can avoid the situation altogether, but certainly um, address the issue with any of those who are sexually abusing children. Correct. And put them behind bars. Correct. Melissa, thank you very much for the work you do, ever so important. And thanks for sharing the story and the impact of that here on the People Chronicles on Faces of Opportunity. Thank you.